Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide nine steps to love, nourish, and connect with your body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Every time that I introduce this podcast, I always start with the same thing. Hello, welcome to another episode of Computer and Color. And we have a formal intro already. (laughs) And we have a formal intro already. So I thought that I would break the patterning of the usual introduction and just say, hello. Hi. Hi. And I think what Anna is going to talk to us today about is this also this idea of breaking the patterns of our habitual habits and our habitual ways of being and how habitual relationships that we have with food. And she's going to talk about why that's important for us and just give us a little overview of what she's been working on, which she's soon to be releasing for early next year called the Beat the Bloat 2.0. So Anna, thank you for coming on, obviously, (laughs) and sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you for coming on your podcast. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for coming on your podcast. Thanks for showing up this week. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, do you want to just give us a little inspiration as to what's been going on behind the scenes for you and share about what you are planning for launching in early next year. Yeah. So I guess if you've been listening to the show or following me on social media for the past little while, you will know that this year has been a bit of a wild ride. I have definitely been on a healing adventure working on I guess rehabilitating myself from some chronic pain, some chronic fatigue and low energy that I have been experiencing. And We've done quite a few 
episodes talking about different aspects of the journey. So I don't kind of want to go through absolutely all the details on that because if, if you're more interested, you can obviously go back to some of the previous episodes and take a little bit of a listen. But what I have been doing is really working on this idea of how do I let people know that they don't have to suffer? Because for me and the journey that I had, it has taken me, I think I was in a state of physical, noticeable, should I say, physical decline for the past two or three years. And it took me a good two or three years to start to find solutions. And I think that when we are not feeling so great and life is busy, we can often put it down to this idea that like, oh, well, you know, like life is busy and I haven't got enough, been getting enough sleep and I've got lots going on. And we just continue on this hamster wheel. And we've spoken many times on the show, pretty much every episode, we talk about this importance of connection to self and connection to the body. And I think it's so easy in this modern day life that we lead to get disconnected from ourselves. And in doing so, we maybe don't necessarily pick up on the warning signs or warning signals that something is not quite right. And our bodies speak to us and our bodies speak to us in multiple different ways. And it could just be you know, that little sensation that you read in your body when you're sitting in a still meditation, and that's like a, a gentle whisper, gentle nudge, or it can be a full-blown scream, which is essentially what I was experiencing, which was this body pain, this fatigue, which was essentially bringing my life to a complete halt and just saying, the way that things are happening right now, you can no longer continue to live your life in this way. And then obviously we get all the areas in between. And that's kind of how I see health symptoms is, you know, hormonal imbalances, low energy, digestive issues, autoimmune conditions, skin conditions, all the multitude of different ways in which our body speaks to us is all communication. And I think that it's all very well to acknowledge, okay, something is not quite right. But I think that modern day medicine doesn't always give us the tools to be like, what's next? Like, I can see that there's an issue. How do I now then solve this problem? Or because it's so common now for people to be unwell, putting it just down as the norm and thinking it's just something that we've got to live with and put up with for the rest of our lives. So I've been doing a lot of trainings recently in my Grounded Goddess community, which is what I call helping people to become more solution aware, helping them to understand that, okay, you've got brain fog or fatigue or hormonal imbalances. What are the mechanisms which are going on? And if you can understand what's going on, what is the next step and what do you do about it? So that's what I've been working on behind the scenes over the past few weeks. And that is all leading to something bigger, which is what I really want to talk to you about today. So just you mentioned those three things specifically, brain fog, fatigue, and hormonal imbalances. So brain fog, obviously, we know that that's just foggy brain, memory is not quite as sharp, our attention span is not as clear and focused. And um, the fatigue, obviously, we've spoken about in some of the energy episodes that we've done of just feeling that kind of just low, not being able to do anything that's productive or feeling energy in any activity. And can you just explain a little bit or expand a little bit about how we would recognize hormonal imbalance in the body? So. I think most people who have hormonal imbalances are usually quite aware of it, um, especially come that time of the month if you're a cycling woman, but any kind of premenstrual symptoms. So whether that is extreme changes in mood, because we will feel different at different times of the month because our hormones are doing different things. But when those fluctuations are extreme or lead to antisocial behaviors, then we know it's maybe gone one step too far. But it may also be things like very painful periods, very heavy periods, 
radical changes in appetite, extreme cravings, even changes in your skin, for example, different types of your hormonal cycle. So then maybe people who have diagnosed conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, maybe they've got uterine fibroids, or a woman who's maybe now transitioning through the menopause and experiencing hot flashes, sleepless nights, changes in energy, changes in libido. All of these things can indicate hormonal imbalances. And I think it is important to understand that we may fluctuate, but when those fluctuates are like undulating versus drastic highs and lows, then we know that there's an issue. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. And so I guess those are some of the ways in which our body speaks to us, but you know, there are many, many different ways in which challenges in health can show up. And one of the things that I've been doing my best to illustrate in the trainings that I've been doing is that most of disease is because we have some low-grade inflammation. So what that essentially means, we've talked about the immune system before, I think when we did the pain and chronic fatigue episode, which was episode 80, but if we have a short-term inflammation, a short-term activation of the immune system, it's for a very necessary purpose. So for example, if you get the flu, you have an immune response, which initiates the fatigue, the body ache, the brain fog, all the symptoms we'd associate with flu, but that's very short-lived. It's maybe you know three or four days, and then by the end of the week, maybe 10 days at the most, you're starting to feel like you're better again. But in modern day life, what we tend to see is we're having different things which might be triggering our immune system, which means we don't get that raging response like you would if you were caught with the flu, but you get this low grade smoldering response, which means that we kind of live in this like muddy, murky, gray waters of not really feeling like we're thriving in life, but maybe not necessarily feeling really, really awful so that we have to stop and slow down and discontinue like we would if we were sick. And a lot of that low-grade immune response is initiated or starting in our digestive system. So we've got about 70 to 80% of our immune system is located in and around the gut tissue. And the specific things which will trigger our immune system would be the food that we're eating, any toxins that we may be exposed to, any microbes. So there that refers to the balance of bacteria within our gut or maybe infections which may be coming in and in stress and trauma. And we've spoken in the past on the show about the book, The Body Keeps the Score and The Body Says No, which is all about the impact of unprocessed trauma and how that affects our nervous system and our stress system. And then that can create disease. And we also just have, you know, modern day stressful lives and the accumulation of that can affect our immune system. And I think what I'm seeing with so many clients is irrespective of whatever is showing up for them, whether that is a very, very specific, yes, my tummy is bloating and my bowel movements aren't quite right and I'm not feeling good in my belly, or I'm getting this like low brain energy, chronic fatigue type of syndrome, or I'm experiencing hormonal imbalances, or I've actually got a skin condition or autoimmune condition, whatever is going on for that person, there is usually some relationship between all of that, whatever the picture is for them, and their digestive health. 
And I was finding with the clients that I was working with is that no matter what that client was coming to me for, even if it was just they wanted to lose some weight, when I was reviewing the health history of the client, probably would say nine and a half times out of 10, if not 10 out of 10, my clients were showing up with some sort of suggestions of digestive imbalance. And at some point in time, we were doing a gut reset or digestive protocol to help them rebalance whatever they needed to rebalance based on whatever their goals were. And it wasn't when these clients were doing this gut reset process that they were finding that like, okay, yes, whatever they were working on or wanted to work on as a primary goal was improving, but so many other things were as well. So if they were working on digestion specifically, yes, that was getting better, but all of a sudden they realized they were sleeping and their skin was clearer and they weren't falling asleep in the afternoon at their desk. Or if they had some you know, weight that they wanted to shift. Yes, they were losing weight, but all of a sudden their hormonal cycle just seemed to be a bit more balanced. So I think this is one of the things that I really wanted to educate people on is that very often when, the, especially when there's complex things going on, it can be quite overwhelming because we think, oh, there's all these things going on. I'm going to have to do something to address all these different things. But really it's about one thing which ultimately comes down to managing inflammation through rebalancing digestive health as a starting point that has this knock-on effect on so many of the different body systems. And it really is such a great starting point in terms of creating more wellness. That has definitely been my experience of when I did your gut reset and I had been through, and if you listed some of those things, you know, infection, toxins in the environment, stress, food, all that kind of things. I I think we could all tick those boxes. Yeah. Right? I had a, a tooth infection, which is obviously infection. And it just come off the back of doing stressful house renovations in the kitchen, which obviously there's so many toxins in the environment from that. Obviously the food we, we were eating was not healthily cooked food because we didn't have a kitchen. So it was lots of this ready-made stuff. And my face literally ballooned out to one side and then I had antibiotics to try and get this tooth infection down so that obviously wreaked havoc on the gut and microbiome and from there I just said to, and my skin started breaking out and I was just was so desperate to sort my skin out and I was chatting to Anna about it this was two years ago and she was like well, why don't you do this gut reset and I did this gut reset my skin cleared up and then as you're mentioning all those other knock-on effects started happening so I noticed like oh my gosh my skin's clearing up I started sleeping better and I started feeling like I wasn't bloated which I didn't even know that I was bloated to start off with and then yeah just all these other like knock-on effects I like truly believe also that it's sometimes as you're saying like there's a lot of things that maybe feel like they're out of whack but just coming back to your diet and simple like non-processed whole foods like that I think was like the essence of it and cutting out a lot of the stuff that can trigger that inflammation response so yeah I'm definitely a proponent of this as I've experienced it myself yeah. And I think when you, it was two years ago when all of this stuff was happening for you. And I think at the time you bought my happy hormones guide because you hadn't, I think at that stage necessarily quite connected, like all the dots, like as you've explained them now and you're like, okay, I want to fix my skin. Let me like, look at Anna's happy hormones guide. And then obviously because we're besties, you're WhatsApping me like, what about this? What about that? And that was actually the inspiration for me to take this gut reset process and actually flesh it out a little bit more because let's be honest, like to work with the functional medicine practitioner one-on-one in the intimate way that I work with my clients, it's an investment and it's a large investment. Not everybody needs that intimate, detailed input Some people really do, but not everybody does. And then also some people, it's just not within their budget at this point in time. So I wanted to create something that would 
get this information out to more people at a much lower level of investment where they could also receive the support because you're always going to have questions. You know, I can refine the process and the information again and again and again, but there'll always be someone who thinks to ask something that's not included, right? So it was actually you who created that inspiration for me to flesh out my very, very first Beat the Bloat Guide, which is giving me a thumbs up now. And what I did is I created that with a Facebook community so that people could buy the guide, but then also work in a set timeline to talk about the process in a second, but to work through the process, but also with me there, obviously not giving like one-on-one personalized advice, but with me there giving the support and answering questions within the community as best I could given the scale of everything. And yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is about empowering people with this information and giving them like solid information that is backed with research that I use with all my clients so that they are empowered to start to make these changes in a way which is safe, efficient, and effective. So you're not wasting time trying to work it all out and try and figure out what's going on and what to do. But in addition to that, so that was two years ago that I created that first guide. And then I've had my journey since then, my fun adventure. And part of that journey has also led me down this root of really looking into this idea of, I would say, probably one of the second components, which has the biggest impact on inflammation, which is blood sugar. So once we've sorted out the gut, we want to start to think about what next, or at the same time, start to think about blood sugar regulation. The reason being is because the active immune system loves sugar. So if you already have this low-grade inflammation, and then you're having a lot of sugar in your diet, or not necessarily even a lot, but just an amount which is inappropriate for your unique body in this moment in time, that can start to feed into creating the inflammatory response. So I often talk about this like a tap, like we can turn, like what is turning the tap on or keeping the tap you know, open and all that water flowing and what is going to turn the tap off and switch off that inflammatory response. And so if we're having a lot of, or should I say an inappropriate appropriate amount of sugar in our diets, we are keeping that tap open and full flow versus if we are able to find a balanced blood sugar response, we are then turning the tap off. And this was something that I had to work on in myself, which eventually took me down this route of measuring my blood sugar, monitoring my blood sugar, which we've talked about on the show already when we talked about the ketogenic diets and getting a bit more into fasting and the concept of autophagy, which is this natural kind of cellular cleanup process that happens in the body. So I really wanted to update the guide because I felt that this was a really important piece of the puzzle. Even if people were eliminating trigger foods from their diets and starting to work on that gut repair process, if there were still blood sugar imbalances happening or, you know, they were perhaps eating too frequently or too many meals a day, they're not necessarily getting the most from that investment that they're making in their health. So I've now been in this process of updating the guide to speak more about this blood sugar ketogenesis thing, to give information to people if they're interested in maybe starting to use intermittent fasting. And with that, also added recipes which are more appropriate for the ketogenic diet into the guide. So I've added in, I think it's another 40 different recipes, which are a little bit more on the lower carb, higher fat spectrum. And that also includes 
a few more recipes which are either appropriate for vegans or vegetarians or could maybe be easily adapted so that they are appropriate for vegans and vegetarians. I love that. So the whole thing of the gut reset is to rebalance the gut stuff that's going on. So you do this process for a set number of days and then you start to kind of wean back the foods back in and just notice the body if there's any reactions, which is something that you said earlier, you know, you have this such a big disconnection between the body and our observation of being in the body. So that is just a beautiful process in itself of having that opportunity just to slow down. How's my mood? How's my energy? How's my hormones? How am I feeling? Like all this stuff just to bring you back into the body, which is also why, you know, seed cycling, things like that, which I think is in the guide as well is so useful. But that second piece of, you know, just allowing yourself to rebalance everything obviously that's the first piece but then having the ketogenic diet is that something that's also just like a process that you do for a set period of time and then kind of rephase back into your regular way of eating or is it something that you feel like okay if you're doing this um, ketogenic diet it's like more of a lifestyle thing and that's like the whole lifestyle change for good forever yeah exactly and you're trapped in ketogenic diet forever Trapped in keto land. So no, and yes, maybe. So for me, I've been keto now almost seven months and it's really suiting me where I am in my life right now. But granted, my life is different to how it used to be. And so I guess this is the way that the guide is laid out is it's to give people the steps to self-monitor so they can make informed decisions about what they would like to do for their health. So what led me down this path personally is that I started out with just blood sugar monitoring I give all the guidance on how to do this and what data you're looking for in the guide. But I started measuring my blood sugar to see, okay, I'm curious, how's my body responding to the food that I'm eating? Because if my blood sugar is too high after I'm eating a meal, I know that's feeding into these inflammatory processes. And then that's contributing to the low energy, the brain fog, the pain that I'm experiencing. And so that was the starting point. And then I was adjusting my carbohydrate intake so that that blood sugar data looked better. And then I got really curious. I'm like, hmm, what are my ketones doing? So, you know, I'm sure everybody wakes up in the morning and thinks, <laughs> what are my ketones doing? Do you know what? I just day? have to have a little anecdotal story here. <laughs> Because Anna's asked me to do a whole lot of graphics for the guide. So it's really fun to look at, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, well, Shay's graphics are amazing. And I'm so <laughs> grateful because they really do. It's like the best blend because it's like it's all the scientific information, but then all like the fun and love and joy and color from Shay. So it really is beautiful. But one of the tables that Anna's asked me to illustrate is like where you are in this ketogenic thing. And you can get like you're not in ketosis if your blood sugar levels a certain range and then you are in ketosis or you are in moderate depending on what you're looking to do. And the very top level is like, this is the level that is very difficult to achieve without doctor support. And as I was doing this, I was like, this is definitely where Anna's aiming at. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I only got to that level once. (laughs) And you know... (laughs) Level unlocked. <laughs> and that was with a... I knew it. <laughs> I stood once. So that was with a 42-hour fast okay. that I was able to achieve that level. And so, again, I'm not saying that everybody needs to buy this guide and now go for the 42-hour fast. But if you are a type overachiever personality like me and you want to learn how to do this in yeah. a safe way... It'll help you to work towards that. But yes, I would really recommend doctor supervision for the highest level. <laughs> Which Anna achieved, of course. <laughs> Accidentally, just doing my fast. But secretly, you really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my level five consciousness, which is the achiever, is strong. <laughs> 
I've forgotten where we were now. Shay's just like, sorry, sorry. And I was just, I was just honestly, as I was at the table, I was like, oh, this is definitely Anna's level. <laughs> so now everybody will have to buy the guide just to see this table. So exactly. Just, just exactly. Cracking. Shay, exactly. So much right now. Yeah. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or kombucha and color, we'll send you a wonderful restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28 day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. But there's different levels that is appropriate for weight loss and for management. Yeah. Like there's a whole So lot. it helps you kind of know where you need to be. And then I guess that's the beauty of gathering data. So when I woke up one day and I was like, I wonder what my ketones are doing. It was really just to gather that data so that I could then say, okay, when I create this set of behaviors, this is what my data does. When I create that set of behaviors, then my data does this. And based on what I'm trying to achieve, where do I need to be right now? Because if your goal is just to feel better, reset your digestive system, maybe you know lose a few of the Christmas post-Christmas pounds, maybe you don't even need to go into a ketogenic diet. But having that data and doing a little bit of self-monitoring is just an empowering process so that you can know what works for you. And I think that's one of the biggest comments that comes through from a lot of the women I work with is that they say after working with me, they feel empowered because they understand and they know what works for them for their lifestyles and their unique set of circumstances. And then if circumstances change, because they do in life, we all go through the ups and downs and trials and tribulations of living this big, beautiful life. Then you also have the tools to come back to that self-monitoring so that you can then say, okay, well, that was working for me then, but my situation is different now. So what might be a better option for me now? Whatever that is in terms of changing 
the type of food that you eat, how much you exercise or the type of exercise you do, or, you know, whether you need to be in ketosis or not. And that's all comes down to your unique health pattern and what your goals are really. Mm. So yeah, there's, I think the word that keeps on coming through for me is empowerment is just giving people the tools and information so they understand, so they can make these informed decisions. Mm. It's like a little choose your own adventure. And even on this, it's a choose your own adventure because, you know, on this table that I was talking about, it's like, if you are wanting to achieve this sort of certain like level, then this is what you're aiming for. If you're wanting to achieve this, this is what you're aiming for. If you're wanting to achieve this, like this is what you're aiming for. It's very clearly laid out. So yeah. I love that. And you can also choose your own adventure with the whole gut reset process. So we haven't even dived into that yet, but just to give you a little bit of an overview is the whole process, which is a 28 day elimination diet is based on five steps and you do all these five steps simultaneously and they are remove. So remove the triggers the food triggers that we've talked about, any potential microbes that may be causing problems, the toxins from, you know, your life, like alcohol, for example, and the trauma. And obviously we're not going to necessarily heal everybody's childhood wounds with my 28 day gut reset, but it's just starting to be aware of a talk in the guide. And this comes through very strongly through the Facebook group. Once that gets going is about this balancing of the nervous system and calming the nervous system down and managing stress because I think that that's such an important part of all of it. So we're removing those food triggers or removing all those triggers that are potentially turning that immune system tap on. And then we're replacing, we're replacing what's missing from the diet. So it might be getting all those nourishing plant-based foods back in. It might be looking at acid and enzyme secretions, which are going to support better digestion or maybe increasing fiber in the diet. Then we want to re-inoculate so re-inoculate is putting those good bugs in. And most people are, I think, even compared to two years ago when I first launched, most people are more familiar now with this idea of the good bacteria and fermented foods. So it's about removing the bad stuff, putting the good stuff in, supplying the tools for nutritional repair. So again, when we think of that inflammatory tap, there are certain nutrients which help to turn that tap off like omega-3 for example like vitamin d so we want to think about having these healthy foods for gut repair and then the fifth r is the rebalance which is comes back to this nervous system piece again about just rebalancing some of those lifestyle habits to support the body and where i see most people let themselves down when they engage in a process like this is they just do the remove piece. So they're like, I'm just going to cut gluten out from my diet. And, um, and then they don't necessarily do the replace, the re-inoculate, the repair and rebalance, which means that they're constantly finding themselves never fully getting well, so to speak. So they're coming, they're going through periods of elimination, periods of not feeling well, periods of elimination, periods of not feeling well without doing that rebalance step and the repairing step and the replacing step. So when people have said, oh, I've done this type of thing before, I often will say, well, have you done it with all the steps done simultaneously? And very often the answer is no. So that is the value of this process, obviously, with doing all those steps together, the option to maybe combine it with the ketogenic diet or working towards a ketogenic diet or doing some fasting if it's appropriate for you. But the choose your own adventure piece is that there are three different levels on the food front. So there's like a level one, basic elimination, gluten, dairy, alcohol, sugar, and then 
if that's already maybe where you're at, but you're still experiencing some symptoms, it might be because those other four R's need implementing, but then there's another two levels of various things you can remove, which can often go missed even if you have quite a healthy diet. So it will just allow you to maybe dig a little bit deeper and identify some things that you weren't aware of before. In terms of those other four remaining steps, how would you know that you are specifically having to repair some certain macronutrient or some certain vitamin or something? Is that all kind of stuff that people can ask you? Or how would you know like, oh, I'm vitamin A deficient or I'm vitamin D deficient? Or how would you know what exactly you need to rebalance? So the repair piece is much more about this broad spectrum idea of repairing damage which is being created by inflammation. So what are the universal resources that we need for repair? So it's not necessarily about being vitamin D deficient, although you could go to your doctor or use Medichecks and test for that and then you would know for sure. But it's much more about just the honest reflection on your diet. Like it's winter time now. Do I And when was the last time I had my vitamin D checked? Because maybe I actually need to get that done and be supplementing. And then I can advise, you know, on the good quality supplements and what levels might be helpful. But then it's about what are the foods we know which can improve gut health? Like I know it's not necessary for everyone if you're vegan or vegetarian, but making your own bone broths is very, very nourishing on the gut. So all the soup recipes in the guide are made with bone broth. And of course, if you're vegan or vegetarian, you could adapt and just use a normal vegetable stock. Oily fish, for example, is really high in omega-3. So, you know, if you're not eating oily fish, maybe you need to think about supplementing with the algae oil, or maybe it's being more vigilant, a little bit less bacon, a little bit more oily fish in your diet. And what's another good one is vitamin A. So most people don't actually convert vitamin A that we get in orange vegetables, like carrots and butternut squash. They don't convert it very well to retinol, which is the usable form in the body. So we can actually get good amounts of usable vitamin A from things like chicken livers or just liver generally. But if someone's not eating those foods because again, they're vegan or vegetarian, then they may want to consider a supplement. So I think part of engaging in this process, so we haven't even gone into the specifics of the dates and the Facebook group, but engaging in this process, I almost say to people, it's like a commitment to yourself that when you buy the guide and you join the Facebook group, you're just honing in and you're setting your intention to be more mindful about what goes into your mouth over the 28 days. Like you said about that element of tuning in and actually looking looking at things, it's almost investing in that commitment to you. Oh, there's something else I was going to say, but I can't remember. So but does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I suppose also the other thing that's really useful about the Facebook group and apart from the support, obviously, with answering questions and that, but also there's a level of accountability that comes when you're doing it within community. So, you know, when I did it, I was completely, I had obviously Anna on my side via WhatsApp, like, Anna, should I do this? Can I do this? And I was, you know, I'm quite good at keeping myself accountable to something if I've said that this is what I'm going to do. But to have that level of accountability where, okay, everybody's doing this, you all feel like you're in it together and you kind of work through it together is like a really beautiful thing because it is a little bit of a lifestyle shift that you have to do but it's worth it like it's really worth doing it because you get such valuable information about yourself and about your body and what's triggering you and what's making you feel good so yeah and I mean I have done various gut resets across many, many years since I've basically trained as a nutritional therapist. So my lifestyle now is really just like this 
gut reset lifestyle, but it's through this process of just like refining things and doing this process again and again and again to deepen my body wisdom because it is it is a reset. And that's what we need from time to time, especially after Christmas or holidays or periods of intense stress when things run away from us a little bit. And we just have this, I guess we all from time to time, just sometimes have this feeling that we need to do something to come back to ourselves. And I think we spoke about in one of the episodes about how, when you change your physical practices, that also starts to then have a knock-on effect on the mental, emotional, and spiritual self. And sometimes we may choose, oh no, you know, I just don't have the headspace now to focus on food. I'd rather do my meditation practice or whatever it is. But if you're feeling called to, at this point in time, work with your physical body, to have then access to these other parts, it really is a great thing to do. I mean, as they all feed into each other, you know, when you slow down for meditation, you're like, oh, actually, I want to have food that supports my energy to be able to sit still and pay attention to myself. And even that piece on intuition that I speak so much about is like, you have to really tune into the body. So in order for you to tune into the body, this is like a perfect practice for you to actually see how is my body feeling from Mm. the inside. I might like even say, so I love a cup of coffee in the morning. It is like my morning joy. But recently, it's interesting how things also change and evolve over time because I've been doing a lot more meditation in the morning and recently I've become much more aware of how much that coffee that I have first thing is affecting me. And I can't say I'm ready yet to take that jump and and eliminate it completely or at least before I meditate because I just do like to have it first thing. But I'm getting there and I know there's going to become a tipping point where the pleasure of not having it is going to outweigh the pain of continuing and then there will be a shift I can see it coming I'm just not there yet but you know intuition yeah Yeah. well I must say like that's something that I've given up for quite a while now like you know it's it's also it's about tuning in and that feeling of like oh this is giving me this little trigger response and now I don't know if it's the coffee or if it's something in my life that Mm. I need to look at or tune into so yeah it's definitely like an interesting thing and it's yeah it's just I think how how it can support your life, you know, maybe there's a way that, and this is like true for gut reads or anything that you do, like, how can I use this so that it supports my life rather than it being like this thing that I'm now feeling like, oh, I have to do this thing mm. or whatever, you know, maybe it is, okay, during the week, I don't have coffee and maybe the weekend it's a nice treat or whatever it is that like suits your your body, your lifestyle and for you to choose, choose your, your adventure. adventure. I love that so much. And with, I guess, with all of this is it's, I remember listening to a different podcast. I think it was a lady who does the whole 30 and she was talking about how sometimes when you commit to a process, so for example, this is a 28 day process. And then they, I do recommend that you allow yourself a couple of weeks afterwards just to reintegrate because you don't want to do this process of really like cleansing in a very nourishing way. I want to use that word because it's not like a detox or a cleanse, but you're going through this process of really cleansing and rebalancing your system. And then you don't just want to suddenly pile a whole bunch of like pizza and Coca-Cola or whatever your guilty pleasures are in all at once, but you do want to start to work out what that good balance is for you. So when you're going through this process and you're taking out some of the maybe things which are crutches for you, whether that's your coffee, like we talked about, or the piece of toast or the cake or the sugar or whatever it is, is a constant part of your life. It does start to help to reveal maybe where we are leaning into food or other behaviors even to cope with life. And it can be actually a bit like holding up a mirror in some cases, but this is where it does give you that window of opportunity to go a little bit deeper and find out, well, you know, what are these parts of myself that I'm keeping small? 
because I'm just in this habit of playing out these behaviors. Now you take the behaviors away, it creates the space, this opening for these other parts to really jump up and shine. And it gives you access to yeah, that deeper kind of mental, emotional, spiritual healing, if that's what you need. And for some people, it can be really big. For some people, it can be really small. But I think either way, you get so much more from the process just by being open. Mm-hmm. I think also that's something that's so true because it's not just the food. It's about the relationship that you have with food and the relationship that you have with yourself in relation to how you are eating because food is such a social thing. So, you know, when I did it, it was, it was very much like, okay, I'm wanting to eat like this. If I go to friends' houses or I'm meeting somebody else out or I'm going to somebody else's for dinner, like, do I have the confidence, courage to be like, actually, this is how I'm eating and I'm going to kind of just set those boundaries for myself within this? Or do I just kind of crumple and collapse and go, okay, well, I'll just eat whatever you're preparing or and how can you have that conversation without feeling like you are still setting yourself up to honor what you've committed to or yeah just an interesting process of of how it affects and impacts your world around you and and how you are in relation to yourself with that commitment that and I think that's where having the Facebook group for support can be really powerful is because obviously you know this I do the whole functional medicine piece but then my other part of my business is the coaching piece as well and a huge part of what we talk about all the time is boundaries how to have the those empowered conversations, language to use. And I think that's where the group can be really helpful is just to get a little bit more input and resourcefulness on managing those more tricky conversations. The good news is, is that the group is going to open on the 6th of January, which means that it's my intention is for people to do this as their sort of post-Christmas detox. And I, I hate that word because I think it's very misleading, but I know what people are like, like after Christmas and New Year, they're not feeling good. Everybody is wanting to do something for themselves. And I would really just love to invite you to come and do this because well, I believe in it, of course, but just because I think it's an empowered way to move into your year because you're doing something which isn't extreme. It's not low calorie or it's not juice detoxing or just eating soups. The food in the guide is wholesome, nourishing, delicious food. It's all the food I've been eating for the past seven months. And you get to work on that side. You get to rebalance your whole body using this functional medicine approach. And then you have the supportive community where you can maybe also create some opening and access to these higher parts of your mental, emotional, and spiritual self. And it's all for 37 pounds, which is a bargain. Amazing. Amazing. So if anybody wants to buy the guide, it's available now. So even though the Facebook community is open on the 6th of January, the guide is available for sale now. I'll put some links with the show notes, but you can also just go to your internet browser and type in resetmygut, all one word, dot com forward slash join now, also all one word. So resetmygut.com forward slash join now. As I said, it's 37 pounds. The guide is 276 pages and almost 200 of those pages are recipes and resources to help you in the kitchen. It also includes your meal plans, cheat sheets, and there's a bonus happy hormones guide as well, which includes the seed cycling that, that you talked about, Shay. So yeah, you can buy your guide, add yourself to the community, and then I will accept everybody into the community on the 6th of January. My intention is that is then preparation week. So you have a week's access to me and the community to ask questions, to get yourself all set up so that you can set yourself up for success. Then we've got four weeks of the 28-day, five-hour program, and then two weeks of reintroduction. So the total time of support you have with me is seven weeks. So it works out to, I think it's like just over five pounds 
a week, which is like two cups of coffee, which you might be giving up anyway. I don't know. So <laughs> you basically made your money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Well, I'm excited. I think I'm going to join the community and be all like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you for sharing with us. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be feel that they are fired up after Christmas to do it and get back into that healthy group. Yeah. And obviously, like if you've got any questions about the process, when you go to the resetmygut.com forward slash join now, there's a frequently asked questions section at the bottom of the page. There's also loads of testimonials if you want to see some of the results that other people have got. Everything that's included in the guide also on that page if you want a little reminder. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you and supporting you in the community in January mm. and maybe you'll even see pictures of my skin before and after on that page yeah, I is think it, it is there yeah so look out for face. <laughs> look out for my face and my disgusting skin and then see how it improved <laughs> yeah everybody's probably sees your skin glowing on social media all the time so the proof is in the pudding <laughs> yeah that's some good ass filters though <laughs> but thank you for joining us and we'll see you again see you next. soon bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, Using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, all the other shiny pennies, the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state, and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com, where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind, along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative, manifesting state. Most yoga studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month, and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com 
where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials, but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.